One, cut a hole in the box. Two, stuff a bird in that box. Three, make a open the box. It's a bird in a box. It's a bird in a box, girl. It's a bird in a box. Swear was horror podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. Uh, gentlemen, what are you guys doing? I'm doing all right. What about you? Doing good. Yeah, I'm doing good. I just got new glasses. Oh, nice. Not that long ago, so I can see better. You can see better. It's good. I should wear glasses. I'm supposed to wear glasses. I have like bifocals now, transition lenses, they call them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, like, when I look like this, I can see, and when I look like this, I can still see. But it took me like a week to get used to. Hmm. I can't get used to not seeing. Yeah. No. But one person who did get used to not seeing was Sandra Bullock. Yeah. For the movie The Bird Box. <laughs> like that segue? That was nice. Good setup for Bird Box. Good. Thank you. That was off the cuff. Mm. I did get transition lenses, though. That That's nice. all true. Uh, so we're going to be talking about a few movies that are sensory. Yeah. Related? See no evil, hear, hear no, no evil, evil, speak no evil. Or yeah. see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. Which one? Uh, what order are we doing? <laughs> We're going to go bird box, hush, and a quiet place. Okay. Okay. So see no evil, see, speak no evil. Well, she's deaf, so hear. But she also can't speak. She's mute. Well, she gets both. She's, <laughs> she's, very, she's very special. <laughs> okay. We'll figure it out oh, as we then, go along. And then they, they're not supposed to talk in, yeah. in quiet place. Yeah. Okay, it's I got very it. complicated. It is. We should have <laughs> gone over this. First one's Bird Box. Came out in 2018 for Netflix. Uh, first movie that I think Netflix shared their... Like, like how many downloads viewers, or views, yeah. yeah. Oh. Viewership with, because they've been pretty private about it, but they were pretty happy with the amount of views. They had 100 billion views. <laughs> yep. Wow. It's like the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Every single person saw it twice. Tagline for Bird Box, never lose sight of survival. Mm. All right. I like it. You like okay. it? Yeah. Directed by Suzanne Bear. Beer? 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 Oh, speaking I'm going to see it's beer. because Speaking of beer. <laughs> cheers um, cheers uh written by eric heiser he wrote the screenplay uh but josh mallerman wrote the novel that this movie is based on it was a novel too yeah it was a novel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it stars sandra bullock uh trevante rhodes john malkovich and a few other people danielle mcdonald is in it bd wong hey, bd wong that's right machine gun kelly that's right yep <laughs> Do you know who Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah, he's a hip hop artist. Yeah. yeah, he's a guy with all the tattoos. He's a loser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he always talks shit about Eminem. Does he? Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> he wouldn't exist without Eminem. So. Exactly. 
He doesn't bother me. Uh, also, um, uh, Sarah Paulson has a yes. bit part in this, and uh, we'll get into That's that. That's right. Yeah. So the movie opens up with uh, Mallory, who is Sandra Bullock's character. She's telling two children, a boy and a girl, uh, that they are going down a river on a boat. She tells the kids they're not to take off their blindfolds or they're gonna yep. die. If you look, you will die. <laughs> what a thing yeah. to say to two kids. They're like they're like five years old. Yeah. She's like, don't look or die. Yeah. Yeah. And we're into the bird box. Yeah. Very serious right off the bat. Yeah. Very. And you're kinda like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Why, why do they have blindfolds on? What's going on? Yep. Yeah. But we flash backwards. Five years. Five years. Mm-hmm. Um and Mallory's pregnant. And yeah. she's an artist and she's painting like some cool pictures and in the background there's a news report going on no one's really paying attention but it's like something's going on like mass suicides like in europe or something yeah yeah and And russia too yep yeah crazy russians and (laughs) mallory's sister jessica sarah paulson's character she comes over she's going to accompany mallory to the doctor's appointment she has for her pregnancy while she's at the doctor's office though we learn that mallory is not really keen on being a mom yeah fact, she's not psyched about no, this baby and she's not yeah. taking it seriously either like right. they're, they're making jokes and they're just not taking it serious and she's a single person like she got pregnant the dad's not around uh, we don't know where that guy is yeah. and she's pretty jaded about the whole world and the doctor basically shuts her up puts her in her place yeah, yeah. and says like listen if you're not gonna take this seriously here's a pamphlet for adoption yeah, you can <laughs> put the kid up for adoption and you need to get <laughs> Get yourself. Get your head out of your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Get yourself straight. So Mallory and her sister, they're walking out and they pass a girl who's like beating her head. Yeah. Against, yeah, against a, a window. Window. Yeah. It shows her earlier when she's walking in. Yeah. The she's doctor. like talking on a cell she's phone or something. Phone, yeah, yeah. She's not affected. But now all of a sudden she's like beating her head against the window. Yeah. And like all of a sudden, like people are acting chaotic. Yeah. Yep. There's like she's mass like, hysteria. Yeah. She's like, oh shit, it's here. So she runs outside and tells Sarah Paulson, she's like, all right, we got to get out of here. Uh, it looks like it's, it's, it's coming. It's happening. Yeah. What's happening over in Europe is here. And so they get in, they're like in San Francisco, LA. The LA uh, I think Sacramento, somewhere in Northern California. Yeah. I thought so, it was Northern yeah. California. Okay. Um, but they get into a car, they start driving and they're like, well, I don't know what the fuck. Although that on. scene was shot in Puente Hills, I think. Oh, I looked it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're driving and then all of a sudden Sarah Paulson sees something. Yeah. She freezes. And her eyes change. Yeah. Yeah. Her pupils kind of dilate and her and eyes. And she says she says, red. What the fuck is that? Just, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then she loses control of the car. The car flips. She jerks the wheel like she's gonna try yeah. to crash oh, the no, car. No, it's and intentional. She, yeah, yeah, and Sandra yeah, Bullock's yeah. like fighting. I'm like, no, 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 don't don't do yeah. this. Yeah. The car flips. Pretty cool car crash. Sandra Bullock gets out, she's still alive. Yeah. Sarah Paulson gets out. And Sandra Bullock's watching her sister, and her sister just stands in front of this truck. Yeah, she sidesteps into the yeah. like a dump truck or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, squish. So she's dead. Sandra Bullock's pregnant. She's running around trying to orient orientate herself with her surroundings, trying to understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah and there's people running all over the place, and it's just it's a pandemonium. She's getting knocked and, down. Yeah, yep. this old lady's like, "Come here, come with us, come with us, come with us." And this is John Malkovich's wife. And John Malkovich, right? Yeah. She's a younger lady. Yeah, I think it's his wife, though. Yeah, it's his wife. Yeah, and he's like, no, don't go out there. And she's like, oh, this woman's pregnant. She needs help. And she goes out there, and she's like, come with me. Come with me if you want to live. Come yeah. with me if you want to live. <laughs> so she starts going, but then the the lady, so the, the, the woman, she sees something, and she gets infected or affected. 
whatever it is. She sees her mom. Yeah, she goes, Mom? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then she jumps into a burning car. Yeah, she just casually strolls over. There's a car on fire, and she just gets in and shuts the door and burns alive. That was a crazy scene. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, whoa. It was so, like, subtle, and and I don't know if calm is the right word, because it was a chaotic scene. But just the way she got into the burning car, it's like, holy shit. Yeah, and Malkovich is none too happy about this. Yeah, he's like, what? And by the way, Malkovich is pissed off about 100% of this movie. Oh, yeah, he's he's always very angry. Yeah. (laughs) Something we should mention, too, is um, every time that somebody in the movie sees something, we'll get into that part, but um, we never see it. Yeah. Yeah, no, we'll we'll definitely talk about that. Um, This other guy who's passing by, Tom, who's played by uh, Trevante Rhodes, he rescues Mallory. He picks her up and brings her into the house. And Malkovich is all sorts of pissed off because Mallory is the reason why his wife is dead. Well, he blames her. Blames yeah. her, yeah. Blames her. I mean, realistically, she's not the reason why. Um, there's a bunch of people in the house and they start trying to figure out what's going on. One guy, uh, this Charlie guy who worked at a grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. He says he thinks it's otherworldly beings yeah. who uh, have invaded the earth. And if people look at them, they see their worst fears or go insane yeah. and kill themselves. Like religious things. Yeah. yeah. And he's the guy who was the TSA agent in um, Get Out. Oh, yeah, I yeah, love, yeah. I yeah. love that the guy. The best friend. <laughs> yeah. I do. I, I love that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. And um, this is a, it's B.D. Wong's house that they're, that they're in. Yeah. And uh, the group decides to shut out the outside world by covering all the windows. And blindfolding themselves if and when they, they have, have to go, go outside. Yeah. Yep. They understand what's going on for the most part. Well, they understand that if they see something. They right. Ex- yeah. They accept it pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, it's just relegated to being outside. So it can't yeah. get inside. I guess like well, you can you can keep your eyes open as long as you're inside a building. That, well, that's what I got from. Well, it. every time they open a door too, they do it really quickly. And they're like, all right, get in right, here. So to I think keep it's whatever to keep, out. Uh, yeah, I think it's to keep it secure. Yeah, yeah. So to figure out what's going on, this one guy, Greg, he says, "Listen, strap me to a chair. I'll watch the cameras." Yeah, I got cameras all around the house, and I'll monitor everything and if you strap me to a chair then i can't hurt myself yeah what could go wrong yeah what could go wrong well they tie him up into the chair and he watches the cameras and you guessed it he goes insane and he kills himself by rocking the chair he's tied to until it tips over and slams his head into a corner of a table yeah ouch by the way my dad so my dad had a a quadruple bypass surgery like two years ago and he's been like epitome of health since then right that's good Great. So he goes in for his stress test yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he has to do a treadmill. And they have the incline at like 20. And it's not that fast, but it's causing his heart rate to go up. Well, he has a defibrillator inside. Mm-hmm. So like if his heart ever stops, it just oh wow zaps him back to normal. Wow. Well, his heart rate, his heart stops while he's on the what? treadmill. He gets zapped back, but he passes out. In the meantime, and falls, boom, hits right his on head. The treadmill? Oh. Ow. Hits his head. He's got, he hit it right here on the temple, on his right side temple, and he's got this huge black eye. He's okay. Yeah. Wow. But it was a little touch and yeah, go because if you get hit and you get like a hemorrhage, oh, yeah. You're fucked. You're dead. Yeah. You, that pressure building up in your head. Crazy. Anyway, that's what this guy was going through. Yeah. Oh, poor BD <laughs> Wong. That guy doesn't age. You notice that? No. Like, he yeah. looks the same as he did in Jurassic Park. 
Great actor. Yeah. Yep. Well, my dad doesn't age either. He looks the exact same <laughs> Does as he, he did in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Good <well>. for him. <laughs> Your dad, Sam Neill. <laughs> he is. How'd you guess? Um, so anyway, that was just a side story. It just reminded me of that when the guy sure. hit his head. Yeah. Then a new pregnant woman comes up to the door. This is Olympia. And she arrives at the compound. Um, yeah, they're reluctant to, head, to let her in. Yeah, but they ultimately, but they ultimately do. Yeah. But the food supply is going down. Yeah, yeah. Malkovich is pissed. He's like, yeah. come yeah. on, another pregnant person? Like, yeah. we're going to eat all our food. Like I said, Malkovich is pissed off about everything. Yeah. yeah. It and didn't bother me, though. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I kind of no. liked it. No, he was the voice of reason. Yeah. Um, so we'll, get Char- into, we'll get into that, too. So Charlie is like, hey, I used to work at this grocery store. And a bunch of people decide, well, hey, let's go down there. Mallory's one of the people. Yeah. And so what they do is they get into this car and they black out all the windows. Yeah. And they're just going to use the GPS in the car yeah. to map their way. Which is smart. Yeah. Well, smart, but... But it's still kind of tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they're hitting stuff and yeah. people. They're hitting people and they're like, uh, that was a rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they go to the store. They load up on supplies. Mallory sees these two birds. And she's like, I'm going to rescue these birds, take them back to the house. Um, but before they leave, they hear this pounding on the door. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Somebody's asking to be saved. And it's one of Charlie's coworkers. And Charlie's like, this person's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know whether to open the door or not. Yeah. Something's and, not right. Yeah. Something's not right. The birds start freaking out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mallory notices that the birds start freaking out. Yeah. Um, somehow this person breaks through the door and attacks them. Yeah. And Charlie sacrifices himself. Pushes him through. Yep. So yeah, the so rest he's, of everybody, he's in there with him. Yep. So yeah. the rest of everybody can get away. It's kind of zombie mentality, right? Yeah. It's kind of zombie-esque. A little bit, yeah. Like, like these people, like everybody else who they've seen has been affected by this has killed themselves, but there's certain people who are just infected. Yeah. yeah, and they can see uh, these things. Um, yeah, and and but they want others to see, and they want others to basically kill themselves. Kill themselves. Like, yeah, yeah look, look at it. So they're just carriers. Yeah. yeah. Another cool thing about this scene is uh, they used uh, something that we've seen in horror movies of the past, where animals are a good indicator of evil nearby. Yeah. Uh, so that's a that's another little theme that's going on in this film as well. Yeah. Yeah. So they go back. They bring all their supplies back. Machine Gun Kelly and this other chick that he's hooked up with, uh, they decide to steal the car in the middle of the night. Yeah. And they they take off. Bastards. (laughs) Olympia, the other pregnant chick, she lets some stranger into the house. Unbeknownst to everybody. Yeah. And Malkovich is pissed. Yeah, I would be too. Again, he's still pissed. Um, And he grabs a shotgun. He threatens them all. But they knock him out. Yeah. And they lock him in the garage. They're like, you're going to stay here until yeah. you calm down. You stay here till you're no longer an asshole. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Um, Olympia and Mallory, they kind of have this heart to heart where Olympia's like crying and blubbering and whatnot. But she's like, doesn't she say to Mallory like, hey, if I die, take care of yeah, my You got to take care of my kid. And she's like, oh, I don't even know <laughs> if I want to take care of the one I got. Let alone take care <laughs> of yours. Pretty much, right? Yeah. And they're kind of opposite. Like Olympia is like, you know, excited mother, like very anxious. Uh, and, you know, Sandra Bullock's more the reluctant mother. Yeah. Yeah. They both go into labor then at the same time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Convenient. Yeah. 
um, as they're giving birth, uh, this stranger starts to go insane. Now, was he already insane? Oh, yeah. I think so. When he came in, so. he was yeah. just tricking him? Yeah, I think so. Or was he partially insane and then he went full No, he, he duped him. Yeah. He wanted to get in that house so he could... So he rips down... He starts ripping down all the stuff Taking that's the covering newspaper the newspaper off yeah. the window. He's like, look, look, it's beautiful. Yep. He puts the birds that are in a cage, he sticks them in... Puts the, them in the freezer, in the freezer. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. He knocks out Tom. Mm-hmm. And one by one, all the survivors go crazy. Yeah. One jumps out a window. Another one stabs herself in the neck with some scissors. Yeah. Yep. And John Malkovich, who can't do anything about it, he's trapped in the garage. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and he knows. He's like, oh, Jesus. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But, like, the, but the stranger kills him. Yeah. Well, we think. Well, we think. Yeah. Because he opens the garage and John Malkovich is like, no. And he's covering his eyes. Yeah. He did. <laughs> Didn't he? No. 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 Malkovich Not comes yet. back. Well, he does die. He does die. He does that's die. what I'm saying. But, like, not, in I'm the, skipping but ahead. not in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm skipping yeah, yeah. ahead. He dies. <laughs> he ultimately saves yeah. uh, Sandra Bullock's he character. Does. Before he dies. Yeah. yeah. So Mallory's protecting the babies. She doesn't look at anything. Uh, Tom wakes up. He kills the stranger. Yeah. So now it's just Mallory, Tom, and the newborns. Yeah. Yep. A boy and a girl. Big happy family. And that's what Mallory names them. Boy, boy and boy girl and girl. She doesn't give him any names. Yeah. So now we flash forward five years, and Mallory and Tom they're together, and they're surviving with the kids. Mallory basically is just she's the person who's teaching the kids to survive. Yeah. She's like she's kind like of like a Sarah drill, Connor. Yeah. She's yeah, kind of like but, a drill instructor almost. Yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah. She doesn't care for the kids. She doesn't like treat she, them. She cares for them. Yeah. She, but yeah, she's she, not motherly. Right. Yeah, and I think it's because she doesn't want to develop an attachment. Exactly. Because then she might have to lose them. That's exactly what it is. She's anticipating a loss. Therefore, she is not She's Yeah, she's created like a shell where no one can... You well, know, and she, also the world has gone to shit. The world yeah. has gone to shit. She does not want to develop a connection with these kids. And she even tells Tom. Because Tom... And she even struggles to connect with Tom, too. Like, you can tell like they, they love each other. But they just she's, fuck. But yeah. she's, she's kind of distant. They just yeah. <laughs> and, and Tom is... Uh, He's half her age. Tom has a better <laughs> Tom has a better connection with these kids than Oh, she yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Tom tells the kids stories about hope and yeah. you know love and all yeah. this other kind of stuff. And she's like, Why the fuck are you doing that? This world is shit. Don't tell them about that because they're gonna yeah. think that that's a reality and it's not. They receive uh they receive communication from this group of people who are survivors. Well, they, yeah, it's a we don't know who this guy is. No, but he says they're in a community. Out yeah. in this forest um, downriver. He's super vague. Yeah. And Tom and Mallory are skeptical, but they ultimately say, like, we got to go. Yeah. We're yeah. Go. And he's kind of feeling them out. He's like, how many are in your party? Do you have children? Yeah. And then she lies. And she's like, no, we don't have kids. Or Tom does. And he's like, okay, good. And they're like, why is that good? And he's like, well, it's kind of a tough journey down the river. It's not probably not a good idea for kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that also helps them build a little bit of trust. They're like, okay, this guy, you know. It's such a bleak atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. So they ultimately decide. However, a group of infected infectoids mm-hmm. comes to them and attacks <laughs> them. And Tom ultimately sacrifices himself so Mallory can take the kids and go downstream and get in the boat. Yep. And so Tom dies. Tom, no. Um, <clears throat> Mallory's got the kids and the two birds inside of a box, hence the title, Bird, mm, bird Box. box. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in the boat, blindfolded, going down the river, and she uses the birds as an alert system 
in case danger is approaching. Uh, and along the way, they they fight off an infected survivor who's like waiting in the water. Yeah, he's like a fly fisherman yeah. or something. <laughs> uh, they become tempted by a mysterious entity to remove their blindfolds, and but they don't succumb. Yeah, yeah. And they, there's some other shit that happens, but just to kind of wrap this up, they reach the community and they discover that it used to be a school for the blind. Yeah. Hence the reason why these people aren't affected because yeah. they mm-hmm. didn't see anything. Um, yeah, and you got blind people and disabled people and yep, a bunch of kids. hanging out. And Mallory finally gives the kids names. Lots of birds. And she Lots names the kids Tom and Olympia. Aww. And she says, and I am your mother. <laughs> and and like she that. releases the birds from the box who join the other birds in the ceiling of the schoolyard. The end. Yep. All right. What do you I, guys think? I really want to know what you guys think of this film. All right. I'll rate it. Go for it. Um, I gave it three Pamela Voorhees heads. Okay. I like this movie. Okay. Um, I understand that it's not perfect, but I really don't care that it's not perfect. Sure. It's interesting. It's an interesting story. I like how the creatures are never seen. I really like that too. Yeah. David, you touched on that earlier. Um, It was a good choice not to include that. And it leads the audience to it. Uh, speculate as to what it might be. Was it aliens? Was it demons? Well, we did get a little clue when that stranger came in. He had a bunch of drawings and sketches of like, you know. Yeah, but that's just what he's saying. I mean, who who knows? Yeah, maybe everybody sees something different. Yeah, Yeah, everybody could see something different. Like like I said, I don't know if it's aliens or demons. But I like that. Like the only even glimpse we get is just like sketches. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and I forget what the sketches even look like. They're kind of like the Babadook. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. Fuck the Babadook. I hated that movie. <laughs> it looked like it looked um, like images from like scary stories or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's sure. what it looked like. Yeah, I agree. It yeah. was a better version of The Happening, which is one of the worst <laughs> films I've ever seen by M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's some sort of metaphor with the birds in the box and them being freed at the end to join the other birds. Yeah. Probably something about like not losing hope or some crap. Um, but i don't i i didn't want to dissect the film too much i just enjoyed it for what it was and i thought the acting was good and it was a lot of fun and there was a hell of a lot of hype surrounding it Mm -hmm. and i thought it lived up to the hype okay so david what about you three pamela Voorhees. um i gave it three and a half i also really like this movie i saw it right when it came out i think maybe the day it came out so i kind of saw it before the hype machine started but yeah, I, I think it, it's shot really well. The, like all the scenes on the river look really cool. Yeah. Like the cinematography is really good. Um, yeah, I like that we don't see the creatures. Um, you know, and to Brett's point, uh, yeah, it's not a perfect movie. If you pull too many threads, it, un- it starts to unravel a little bit. Right. But I think the performances are really good. Um, by now, everyone who listens to our show knows I'm a huge Trent Reznor fan. He did the, <laughs> he did the score. That's right. The score was Ross, And the score like was fantastic. I do. Oh. Uh, and I thought his score was really, really cool and uh, added a lot. So I like the music. Um, but no, I, I think it's a really enjoyable movie. So three and a half for me. Cool. I gave it three. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, you know, some things didn't make sense to me, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. Um, <laughs> this movie also inspired a lot of idiots to start doing stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bird box challenge. Yeah. yeah. People are fucking morons. They're like bird box challenge, eating Tide Pods. <laughs> but, uh, no, the acting was great. Cast was great. Um, yeah, I thought it was a cool story. I thought that it was, you know, it was kind of like a zombie movie, but it wasn't, it was, it was original in its own way where, um, I don't think there was any, I can't think of any other movie where you had people just killing themselves off in such like a mass hysteria like that. Yeah. Maybe the crazies. Maybe the crazies. Um, was that, did they kind of kill themselves in the crazies? I think so. 
I can't remember. I, I can't remember either. It's been a long time. But yeah, this yeah this was uh, it had really good tense moments. But like I said, some things didn't make sense, guys. <laughs> how did those birds survive that trip? <laughs> they were know. in the water. They almost <laughs> drowned. How did they survive five years? Yeah, five years. <laughs> Actually, birds don't live very long. And, yeah. and you know what? Parakeets. Honestly, at some point, I would consider eating those birds. <laughs> <You know>? Well, <laughs> when, maybe they're different birds. I'll be honest. Yeah, say, maybe she replaced the birds like when your goldfish dies as a kid and your I'll, parents I'll, replace it while you're at school or something. So when they, when they got to the blind school and they had the box with the lid on top and they're about to open it, I'm like, okay, these birds are dead. And they open it. And Birds are so happy. And it's like, okay. what have they been eating? It would have been funny if they were dead. And she's like, oh shit. Another uh, thing is, they've been dead the whole time. What is a school for the blind doing out in the fucking wilderness? <laughs> <laughs> and the only way to well, they get gotta there. keep them away from the roads. You know, <laughs> you know what have been really great though is if they had got to the school and a guy in a wheelchair rolls up. He's like, I'm Charles Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very special place. And you know something else with oh. And her fucking, her doctor was there? Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, doctor made yeah. it to the, the... How the fuck did she <laughs> Her doctor was cool. And her doctor was like, yeah, yeah finally. Yeah, another. apparently everyone at this place was fucking cool. They're hanging out, having a good time. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, you know what? Let's kill some of these birds and have some dinner. Let's kill some of these people. I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> uh, uh, it just uh, turns into cannibal holocaust. Yeah. They're like, good news. You made it. Bad news. We are all cannibals. And we hang And you are lunch. And we are... Really hungry. Thanks no. for bringing the kids. It's yeah, time. it was a good we watch. Like veal. It was a good watch. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely good. Yeah, yeah. I agree. All right, so we're cool. all on the same page. Three, I, I, three and a half. That's cool because I thought we were going to disagree on this one. I was like, I'm going to like this movie, and they're not. No, mm, cool. No, I really like it. Yeah, sweet. Um, next movie is uh, Hear No Evil, See No Evil, <laughs> Speak No Evil. <laughs> George no Burns. Evil. We're no. gonna talk about George Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Hear No Evil. Hush. <laughs> no, George Burns wasn't in that movie. Yes, was, he was. No, it was. Um, no, it was, oh, uh, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Oh yeah, yeah. What was what was the one George Burns was in? Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. You devil. Oh God. You devil. That's what I was thinking of. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with hearing evil. I know. Uh, this is uh, hear no evil, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. This movie is called Hush. Came out in 2016. Tagline: Silence can be a no. Sorry, <laughs> silent. Is it silent but deadly? Silent but deadly. <laughs> Like, I didn't hear it, but I smelt it. Uh-huh. It's called, uh, the tagline is, Silence Can Be Killer. Ooh. Directed by Mike Flanagan, who also directed Oculus, Before I Wake, and Ouija. Origin of Ouija. Origin of Ouija. No, Origin of Evil. <laughs> uh, written by Mike Flanagan and Kate Siegel. Didn't Mike uh, Flanagan also do The um, the Haunting of Hill House? Uh, maybe. I think he had something to do with that series. But Kate Siegel. The, the woman was in it. Yeah, that's his wife. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Kate Siegel was in it. She also helped him write this, and she stars in it with John Gallagher Jr. Uh, plot. All right, Kate Siegel. She's from Haunting of Hill House. She stars as Maddie Young. She's a deaf and mute author who lives in the middle of fucking nowhere with her cat. <laughs> uh-huh. Another reason, you know, they put blind people out at school for the blind in the middle of forest. Yeah, put someone who can't talk <laughs> and can't hear out in the middle of yeah, the forest. What the too. Hell? Uh, she's cooking some food, not well. <laughs> she's opening a bottle of wine. She's working on her new novel, and she's seemingly stuck on how to end the novel. Yeah. Uh, her neighbor text messages her, and she comes for a visit. And they talk or sign to one another. 
And we find out that Maddie has the ability to play out many different endings to her stories in her head, um, like a film. Could this be setting something up? Mm. Mm. Um, anyway, they talk. She's read Maddie's book. She wants to talk to her about it. She says it's awesome. All of a sudden, the smoke alarm goes off. Yep. And they it's go super loud. <laughs> it's yeah. super loud. Maddie can't hear it, but she can see it because it's like a strobe light um, smoke alarm. So people that can't hear. Yeah. And she tells her, like, I made it intentionally loud so I can feel the vibration, like when it goes off. Yeah. The louder it is, the. Yeah. Um, sometimes she just sets it off on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sits on it. Feels really good. <laughs> uh, um, Sarah leaves after a while. And Maddie goes about her business inside her home. Um, it's right around here that we find out that Maddie had a boyfriend or she has a boyfriend or they're on a break or I don't know what, what the deal is, right? <laughs> yeah, I think she's got a boyfriend, but it sounds like things they're are They're just not communicating with yeah. one another. And she calls him, but she hangs up and then he calls her back and, and she doesn't answer. She hangs right? up. It, it, FaceTime, by the way. It's not yeah. calling because she can't hear. Right. Didn't she have like meningitis or something when she was a kid? Well, she had something when she was a kid that caused her not that to caused be able to hear. it. Yeah, yeah, because I think they said that she had the ability to hear and she lost it. Right? And she yeah, lost, she lost it. Yeah, she yeah. was. So, so yeah. she's also really good at reading lips. Yep. Right. Um. Anyway, she cleans up her kitchen. While she's cleaning up her kitchen, Sarah comes running back towards her house, and she's being cha- chased by some masked man. Yep. Oh. And she bangs on the kitchen door, which is glass. Mm-hmm. But Maddie is deaf, and she's yelling, which is pointless. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, I mean, listen, she's—that's what you're naturally yeah, gonna yeah, yeah, do. Yeah. But uh, Maddie's deaf, and she's not looking in that direction. She's looking off into the distance, and Sarah's screams go unnoticed, and Sarah gets got. Mm-hmm. Man, I'd be breaking the glass, something. Yeah, right. Oh, break a window, throw a rock. I don't. Well, throwing a rock's not gonna help. I don't know. What do you do? Die. Yeah, well, that's what she did. <laughs> that's what she did. She did it well. So now the masked man is there, and he's stalking Maddie. And she's FaceTiming with her sister. And she's on her computer. Yeah. And the masked man sees this, and he gets into the house, and he f- figures out that Maddie's deaf. Yeah, because he makes a noise or something. She doesn't react. And he's like, hmm. Yeah, doesn't he tap on the door yeah. or yeah. something, yeah. and she doesn't he look? Does, yeah. So um, he steals her cell phone and her sister even sees something moving around in the background mm-hmm. and yeah. she's like, well, there's nothing. Mm. Um, but he steals her cell phone and he takes it outside. Well, if you're an Apple user, you know that your Apple ID goes to the mm-hmm. different devices. So you can FaceTime from your computer. Your contacts are all on your computer and it's also on your phone. Yeah. So he takes her phone, which is an Apple phone, and he takes pictures of her and he sent text messages them to her. Yeah, yeah, and they pop up on her computer. And she starts, she pulls them up, and she's like, what? And she's seeing pictures of herself. And she freaks the fuck out. And she locks herself inside the house, and she uses some lipstick to write on the glass window. She's like, uh, won't tell, didn't see face, boyfriend coming home. Yeah. And at this point, she doesn't see him yet, right? Uh, maybe she saw his him in the mask. Yeah, I think yeah. she saw him. Oh, yeah, because she, she yeah, goes she around that, the house locking up doors and yeah. windows. Yeah. yeah, and then she writes that message like, yeah. my boyfriend's coming. Beating him to it. Yeah, yeah. And he's got this creepy-ass mask on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the killer reads this message that says, hey, I didn't see your face. My boyfriend's coming home. Just leave. Yeah. And he takes his mask off as if to say, well, now you see my face, so now I got to fucking kill you. Yeah. 
which I thought was a really creepy moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I liked when he like, like says to her, he mouths, like, can you read my lips? Like, yeah. do you see, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I really hated this guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Quick He's little, such a piece of trash. Yeah, he is. A little sidebar. Have you guys ever seen the show The Newsroom? Uh-uh. I think it was on HBO or Showtime. I think it was on HBO. He's on that show. He's one of the he's one of the stars, and he yeah. plays a much different character. <laughs> is he a nice he's guy? like a Jim Halpert on The Office type oh, character. Okay. Does he have a uh, neck tattoo? <laughs> no, he does not have a neck okay. tattoo in uh, the that newsroom. Sh- that shitty. Never neck trust tattoo. somebody with a neck no. tattoo. No. Oh, absolutely not. A face absolutely. tattoo is even worse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I don't trust Post Malone. All right. So <laughs> Me neither. Um, he looks like he smells. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the killer says to Maddie, he says, look, I can kill you at any time, but I'm just going to play with you. Yeah. And uh, also we should mention that he has a crossbow. That's his weapon of choice. Right. Yeah. He's like Dale from The Walking Dead. <laughs> Daryl. Daryl. Dale. <laughs> Dale's dead. Oh, Dale's dead. Oh. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah, sorry, Dale. Long live Dale. Um, uh, yeah, so he's got this crossbow. He shot, he shot Sarah with the crossbow too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's got this and he... Tells her he's going to kill her. Uh, Maddie sneaks around inside of her house trying to figure out how to escape. But he's stolen her phone. Mm-hmm. She can't call anybody. He's yeah. cut the internet line. So she can't get online. She even tries to get the Wi-Fi from yep. the neighbors, which I thought was a good thing because mm-hmm. you would try yeah. to do that. But she can't get the password. He slashed her tires too, right? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, the car was disabled. Point. The car was disabled. But yeah. it's at this time where she's like sets off the car alarm. Yeah. She sees Sarah's dead body. Right. Mm-hmm. She sets off the car alarm to distract him. He goes over there to disable the car alarm. And she goes out, sneaks out to Sarah's body to get her cell phone. But um, but she's it, unsuccessful. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> because he comes back. But she does take a claw end of a hammer. Yeah. And gets him right in the leg. She fucks him up real good. Yeah. She tries to escape a few more times. But she fails every time. Yeah. Because which, which, where's she going to go? Yeah. And she does some clever stuff. Like, like when she got a flashlight and she went outside and then she threw the flashlight like into the woods yeah. so that he would see the flashlight out there. And Make it go look like someone it. was out there. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of like Jurassic Park when they got the flares. Yeah. And they're like, and he throws it and to try to distract the T-Rex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Jeff Goldblum ruins it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jeff Goldblum ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is in love with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> um, so she climbs out on a roof. And the killer shoots her with a crossbow, but it hits her in the leg. And then he climbs up to get her, but he's a fucking moron. Yeah. He doesn't I, lo- realize, I love that part. He doesn't realize she's got the high ground. Yeah. She kicks him right off. Yeah, she yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi's him. Yeah, she's like, Anakin, <laughs> I have the high ground. I have the high ground. <laughs> You underestimate my power. Yeah. Well, I'll slice well, up and when he, fucking so legs. So he's climbing bitch, up like the lattice or whatever. And he's, I like that he sets the crossbow oh, on the yeah. roof before he crawls over. So she grabs it. And she yeah. kicks him off. She's like, now I got your crossbow. Yep. She, she's got a crossbow. It's pretty much a gimme. She gets back into the house. And she pulls that arrow from her leg. And she like wraps herself up. Um, and she tries. she's trying to reload this crossbow. Yeah, she can't do and it. And crossbows are hard to... Load. Yeah, yeah, and so it was kind of cool that they showed the struggle that she's having with yeah. this. She doesn't. Yeah, and know she's trying to, to use her legs, and one of her legs is messed up from the arrow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just got a lot of tension behind it. I mean, it's not as easy as Daryl would make it look on Walking Dead. 
so now Sarah's boyfriend shows up. Right. And he's looking for his girlfriend because he's a jock. Know. Yeah. And the killer uh, approaches him and he pretends to be a police officer. Yeah. He's like, put your hands up. Yeah. You're down, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but he tells the boyfriend that there was a call for help. And when he arrived, he was attacked, knocked unconscious. And when he woke up, his phone was missing. His keys were missing. Squad car was missing. Everything's gone. Yeah. Um, so he asked to borrow the boyfriend's phone to call for backup. Um, after he fake calls for backup, he slyly just slips, slips the, the phone, phone into, into his, his pocket. pocket. Yeah. But the boyfriend is not a moron. Yeah. And he notices it and he's like, hey, can I have my phone back? Yeah. And he's becoming more and more suspicious. Mm-hmm. So the killer's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's your phone. And as he pulls it out of his pocket, one of Sarah's earrings falls out. Falls yeah. out onto the floor. But the killer doesn't notice it. Yeah, that's right. The, the boyfriend, boyfriend notices it. it. He's like, oh. And the boyfriend's like, hmm. And so he steps on it. So like as yeah. to hide it yeah, from yeah. the killer. Yeah. And he's like, um, I think I think uh, Maddie has... Uh, Spare key. A spare key in the in this pot or something yeah. like that, right? Why don't you go down and look for it? And the guy's like, okay, I'll <laughs> okay. do it. So the killer's going to look for the pot, uh the key, and as he does, the boyfriend he grabs, grabs a rock, rock or something, right? He's yeah. gonna, yeah. gonna bash you real good. Oh, he was gonna get him too. <laughs> and so he's just about ready to pound the killer right in the head. And Maddie like starts banging on the Ugh. window, distracting both of them. Ruins mm-hmm. everything. And then, God damn it, Maddie! Yeah. Killer pulls out like a fucking pen knife, yep. slices his slices fucking neck. Through. Oh, just yeah. stabs him right in the neck. Oh, and starts spurting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because he turned his head to see Maddie, and boom, right there. Yep. Yep. So, uh, the boyfriend's a fighter, though. Yeah. And so he doesn't give up on the killer, and he puts him in like this fucking chokehold. Yeah. And sleeper hold. But he, he can only hold it for so long because he's yeah. losing so much blood. And then he's like telling Maddie to run. And so she does. Um, but the killer escapes the boyfriend and kills Maddie. However, this is just one of many endings that Maddie has going on in her head mm-hmm. right now. Because yeah. Maddie's playing out all the endings. See what they did here? Yep. In her head. And um, she's going through all the different ways that she could possibly survive all the this. scenarios. Yeah. And by the way, I felt like a fucking genius because I said to my wife at the beginning of the movie, when she said she plays out all the endings, I said, that's how they're going to end this movie. <laughs> <laughs> multiple endings. I'm not a genius, obviously, because probably a lot of people picked up on that. <laughs> yeah, the Scooby-Doo ending. I liked this part of the movie where she's playing out all the scenarios and you hear the actress's voice. Yes. And because I like that they did that. She says that, in the beginning, she hears her mom's voice. Right. When she hears a voice in her head, that's the voice that she ah, hears. Yeah. Um, so each ending has her dying at the hands of the killer or bleeding out yeah. due to her leg wound. So she determines that her only chance of escape is confronting him. Fight. Yeah. yeah. Fight or flight. She yep. decides to go fight. For fight. Um, the killer has Maddie's cat. He's going to be a real dickhead and kill the cat. <laughs> But she has reloaded the crossbow and she shoots him. Yeah, shoots him in the leg. I, I shoulder. Think. Oh, shoulder. That's right. Yeah. Uh, she runs back inside, but she drops one or like her last arrow, and so she goes to get it. Um, but the killer slams her wrist in the 
sliding glass door. Yeah, that was yeah. like it hurt. And then he like crunches yeah. her fingers mm. and he like breaks her hand. You can briefly see her gnarled finger. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty gross. Like, yeah. oh, that, that yeah. can't feel good. But yeah. she manages to get inside and she locks the door and the killer's like saying, I'm going to come in. I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. And so she takes the blood from her fucking leg wound. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. And writes him like, a little note. It, and she's like, do it, Do it, coward. coward. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, fuck you. He's starting to get pissed, right? <laughs> fucking hate this guy. Because like at first he was like calm and he's like, I'm in control. But now yeah, he realizes now he, that she's not going to go. She's got the upper hand. Yeah. yeah. And then she runs to the, her laptop, right? And doesn't she start typing in like yep. a physical description of what he looks like and everything to send to the cops? Exactly. Or in case she dies, they'll find it and exactly what the suspect looks like. So she does that and he's trying to break through that glass, but it's the strongest glass ever created in the history <laughs> of glass. Um, because... He can't. Saves her a lot on her electricity bill. Probably. I would imagine that if your whole bottom of your house, because there was a lot of glass, Mm -hmm. doors, windows, all around the house. So they probably do have to put that type of glass. It's tempered. Yeah. Yeah. And like very thick. thick, So it it doesn't get super hot or super cold. Because if you don't have a wall. Yeah. There's no insulation. There's no insulation. So you have to have that type of glass. So that's not too far-fetched. I'm going to give him a pass on that. Uh, She decides that her best bet is to run upstairs. She goes into the bathroom. Yeah. She faces the bathroom door. She's holding the knife. But the killer sneaks up behind her. He breaks through a window in the bathroom. Yep. Sneaks up behind her and he's like kind of he's still kind of playing with her mm-hmm. at this yeah. point. Yeah. Which is kind of a stupid thing to do, but yeah. she feels his breath. Yeah. She ducks out of the way just in time, turns around, and gives him one. She stabs him in the knee. That's right. Yeah. And then she and runs he grazes down. her on the yep. shoulder. Yeah, so she runs downstairs, but she's That's weak right. as hell. Yeah. yeah. And she's about ready to pass out. And she gets back to the kitchen where she was cleaning up when Sarah first died. Yeah. And he comes in and she's passed out. And he thinks she's dead. <laughs> but she grabs some like fucking it's like pesticide. Horn, it's like hornet spray yeah, or something. Yeah, and she sprays she him right in the, the face. face. He's like, ah! Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and his eyes are all red. He's like, oh, that really burns. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and then she sets off the fire alarm, yeah, which causes the loud noise and yep. the the flashing strobe light, which disorients him. But he does manage to get a hold of her and gets on top of her and starts choking her. Yeah, and as she's slowly dying, she's like flashing her whole life in front of her yeah. eyes, and um, she manages to grab the corkscrew from yep. the wine that she was opening up earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she grabs it and she just gets him right in the jugular, right? Oh, yeah. And he goes down. He dies. Piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) She calls the cops, sits on the porch with her cat. The end. Yeah. She made it. It was pretty brutal. I'll give you my rating. What's that? Four Pamela Voorhees heads. I love this movie. Yeah. I thought the story was good. I thought the pacing was good. I thought the filmmaking was good. I thought the acting was good. It's just a good movie. Um, and the other thing that it shows is like how a good movie can happen in just one location with such minimal dialogue. You yep. know, there's only 15 minutes of dialogue right. in yeah. this entire film yeah. if you add it all together. Um, the action scenes were intense. Mm-hmm. The killer was a sick fuck and you hate him. Yeah. Um, there's subtle clues at the beginning that work their way in, like the smoke alarm, the corkscrew. Even the pesticide mm-hmm. is shown at the beginning under the cabinets. Yeah. And so I just think I, I can't give it a five. Why? 
because it's not perfect. <laughs> why isn't it? Tell me why it's not Because perfect. no movie's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> We've given fives before. Have I? What? Well, we have. have. Yeah, you have. As a group. There's movies that we've given five. Um, Why does this one not get a five? I really want to know. Alan, don't paint me into a corner. (laughs) (laughs) Four Pamela Voorhees heads. Okay. That's... that's I just wonder why not five. (laughs) Um, Because. Because, I said. Okay. (laughs) All right. Dave, what do you got? Uh, I went three and a half. I really like this movie, too. Um, I love its simplicity. Mm -hmm. I like the creative uh, ways they use the cell phone and the laptop. Um, I I like the concept, uh, and to Brett's point, of like a single setting, uh, you know, a a character that has a disability but turns that into an advantage. Um, I think for the most part, the characters all behave logically. Um, I think the woman... Um, is smart and makes good decisions. Um, the boyfriend, when he comes over, I think he does. He makes good choices until he gets got. But he he's smart the whole time. Yep. Um, I think the killer is relatively smart, other than setting the uh, crossbow on yeah. the roof. That was dumb. He, um, he does have that's his why, flaws. That's why it only got four. But pretty smart. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just like movies that, uh, as a viewer, uh, I don't uh, have to suspend my disbelief a whole right. lot. I'll tell you why I got four. Why is I that? I just thought of this. Okay. When she's in the kitchen and Sarah comes to her house, listen, we all have a sense that we don't understand, right? A sixth sense. Mm -hmm. Like there's that times where you're like, where you know something's behind you. Yeah. 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 If you are deaf and mute, I would think that some of those intuitions are even heightened greater. Yeah. And she would have sensed that friend. She would have caught something out of the side of her eye because her sense of vision would have been even that greater. Yeah. Because she has to rely on visual cues uh, yeah. a lot more than we do. So maybe a, 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 a very slight logic flaw? Just in that just, aspect just that slightly. she would have. And then when he breaks in it to the bathroom at the end, like it wouldn't have been his breath that she would have felt like the window breaking. She probably would have felt like that vibration yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But anyway. So that, maybe a, so maybe a little bit of logic. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I could see that like where she wasn't. She was still making some mistakes yes okay um it's a very smart movie um this is a a home invasion thriller and i think it's one of the better ones um i gave it four also nice why not five Ha! i like me you're prepared no 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 i always tell you why i there's you know i won't just give it a rating i I will i will tell you why i thought the third act and everything you guys said about this movie that was great about it, I completely agree. I just thought the third part of this movie was a little drawn out. Um, I thought, like, man, like, are these, like, they're so wounded and they're still going, they're still yeah, going. I yeah. thought it was a little drawn out, but, you know, it's a minor gripe. I thought it was excellent, excellent movie. Yeah, and I agree. You know, like you guys said, the, the characters were smart. It was very well written, not as far as dialogue goes, but as far as the next thing that happens and the next thing that happens. Yeah, you can tell a good story without being reliant exactly. on exposition or dialogue. So it was very, very well directed, very well written. Um, yeah, as far as, as far as the performance goes, but yeah, a, a very solid four. I just thought again, like the latter part of the film was drawn out. It's like how much more can these characters take? <laughs> so it was a little drawn out, but. A yeah. solid four from yeah. me. Cool. Cool. Well, we're all on the same page. Yeah. Um, last one. 
Quiet Place, 2018. If they hear you, they hunt you. Should we whisper this one? <laughs> Let's go stand next to a waterfall. <laughs> uh, this was directed by John Krasinski, written by Brian Woods, Scott Beck, and John Krasinski, and starring John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, Melissa Sint- Mel- M- Millicent Simmons, who is actually deaf. Yeah. And Noah Jupe, Jupe. Um, John Krasinski, who was in the office when we talked oh, yeah. about earlier. Yeah. Jim Halpert. <laughs> Jim Halpert. Um, this was like his first foray into the directing uh, feature film, uh, writing this script uh, or helping write this script. Um, and initially, he didn't want to do a horror movie. Well, I think he had directed something prior to this, but this I was don't his think first it was a like feature. horror type thing. Yeah. Did he direct a feature film or did I he just direct so. like episodes of The Office? No, nah, I think he did a movie, if I remember okay. correctly. Yeah. Well, regardless. But this was his first horror film. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because he initially told someone that he doesn't do horror, but when he read the script and read about the aspect of... Well, he he wrote it, right? Well, he helped write it. He helped write it, but but didn't somebody... Because these two guys wrote it first. Yeah. Mm. They shopped it around. Okay. Yeah. And and he, he liked the element of what they had, so he was on board. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, briefly go through this. Kind of... I won't dwell too much on this, but uh, there's these alien creatures <laughs> that have come to yeah. Earth in a meteor shower like they always do. <laughs> uh, Krasinski and Emily Blunt, they have these three kids, a girl and two boys. Uh, the girl is deaf, uh, which is good <laughs> for her. Yeah. Because they, <laughs> it's not good for her because these creatures react to sound. So yeah, I guess it's good for the family because everybody knows sign language, but... Yeah, but it's got yeah, it'd be a disadvantage because if you don't if you can't hear anything, you don't you know don't know if you're noise. making noise. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so this family is out in town. They're scavenging for supplies, and the youngest kid wants this toy, like this toy robot that makes noise. It's like and, a spaceship or yeah, something. Yeah, little, right? little space shuttle. Yeah, and Krasinski's yeah. like, no, you can't have that. Yeah, he tells him no, but the deaf daughter is like, yeah. hey, just take it. And they're all they're all doing sign language too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's like, just take it. You can have it. So on the way back to the house, the little boy wants to play with the toy that he's hiding from his dad. Yeah. Turns it on and it makes noise. Yep. Well, no sooner does it make the noise, Krasinski goes try to rescue him, but before he can get to his son, yep. Yeah. Son gets eaten. Dead. What the fuck? Yeah. What a way to open a movie. Yeah. A kid <laughs> dying. Yeah, yeah. A- another bleak scenario. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, flash forward in time about a year later, Emily Blunt is uh, pregnant. Now, why in the world? All right. I understand you got to get you yourself get, some. Yeah. Right? Birth control would be very important in this environment. <laughs> or at least pull out, dude. Come on. <laughs> do something. Yeah, that's Rhythm your, method. That's, that's irresponsible. Yeah. And why are we having a kid? Yeah. At the end of the world. Yeah. A kid that's going to cry. <laughs> yep. This fucker. All right, mm. so the daughter feels guilty about killing her brother, as well she should, because she's the one who gave him the fucking toy. Yeah. yeah. Dad said don't. Uh, Krasinski's trying to fix some radio in the basement. He's trying to make contact with others. He's also trying to fix... Uh, fix her hearing aid. Her hearing aid. I don't know why he's trying to talk to people. Like These creatures have elite hearing, so he's going to message these people. What if... What if they're not around and all of a sudden the speaker goes off and all these alien creatures are where 
Yeah. Yeah. The people Did, he's messaging are, and they kill all those people. Was that room soundproofed? Yeah, I think his it, room was. But okay. what about, he doesn't know who he's yeah, communicating yeah, yeah. with. They had an isolated area. They had two isolated areas, I think. Well, they had one in the barn and one in the house. Yeah. And there was a soundproof one in the house, I believe. Yeah. yeah. What if there was a twist that actually every time he reaches out on the radio, he actually does reach somebody, but and, he gets them killed. Yeah, he gets them killed because he's <laughs> making time. too much noise. That's yeah, what I thought. It. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it's a fucking <laughs> asshole. So selfish. <laughs> So he's helping his daughter with this hearing aid. It's not working, but he decides he's going to go take his son fishing and leave his pregnant wife and deaf daughter home alone. Uh, what the fuck? Mm. He is irresponsible. The daughter wants to come with. Yeah. She's yeah. like, take me with. And he's like, no, he signs yeah, it. He signs I'm no. doing sign language right now. <laughs> I don't know. Red's flashing like gang signs. <laughs> <laughs> he says, no, you can't go. Stay here with your mom. Yeah, you can see that there's a discourse between uh, him and the daughter. They're very tense relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's because yeah. he blames her. Yeah. yeah, there's some resentment, and it's mutual. killing his son. And yeah. and 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 she does feel responsible for it too. I think uh, the other son mentions that, or yep. the wife, or somebody. The son does. Yeah. The, the, he's the son's gonna tell dad here in a second. The, he leaves them. The daughter she runs away, out somewhere. But while out fishing. Near a loud waterfall, uh, Krasinski explains to the son that uh, if there's a lot of noise, i.e. the waterfall, uh, they can talk because the creatures can't hear them. So my question is, why not live live near the, the fucking waterfall? waterfall? Yeah, I, I thought that too. Like, yeah. why don't you set up shop right by the river? Just put a fucking tent there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got fish. You got water. Yeah, yeah. This is like a world like anti TLC. Like, uh, do chase waterfalls, like, yeah. and stick, and also stick, <laughs> stick to the rivers. To the and rivers. Yeah. Yeah. The only problem is a lot of their the majority of their resources are in that farm. Oh, whatever. No. <laughs> the son says to Krasinski, "Look, my sister. She blames herself for our brother's death, um, and uh, she wants her dad to forgive her." Yeah. And love her. Mm-hmm. And Krasinski's like, I do love her. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> We're leaving the waterfall. That's what this movie should be called. Shut the fuck up. The <laughs> We're leaving the waterfall. <laughs> Follow me back home. Uh, they meet this old man, though, on the way back home who's standing by his dead wife. And the old man's, like, distraught. Yeah. And he starts screaming. Yeah. <laughs> killing himself. Yeah, he wants to kill himself. And yeah. Krasinski's like, don't, don't, don't do, do that. that. He's You're like, tell the guy, me. Yeah. And, fucking old man. Yeah. And then the creatures come. So Krasinski grabs his son and runs. I would have been like, just wait till we leave. Yeah. yeah and let then me you can get do a couple hundred yards want. away and then scream. Exactly. What a dick that old man was. Yeah. He's like, eh, if I'm going to die, you're going to yeah. die too. And an he, did you see the, the face that he made? He was like, <laughs> <laughs> <Just> fucking puckering <laughs> up and blah. <laughs> 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 had to build it up. Uh, meanwhile, Emily blunts back at the house. She goes into labor. Yeah. Of course she does. She's like, I got to go down to the basement. But Dopey Krasinski leaves an exposed fucking nail on the stairs. Ugh. She steps on that. She drops a picture frame. Creates noise. Yep. All of a sudden, the fucking creature's there. Yeah. Stalking her. She flips a switch. Yeah. That turns on all these, turns red, all these lights. red lights to signal that there's trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought um, looked cool. All the red lights. I thought that was neat looking. Yeah. It's like Christmas. Yeah. 
in hell. Reminded me of Grinker's Arcade. They got those red lights. Maybe someone's getting attacked by aliens while they're giving birth and stepping on nails. Krasinski sees the red lights and he tells the boy, look, here's some fireworks. Set these off. Yep. It's going to divert attention. So you little kid set off fireworks so the aliens come after you <laughs> while I go save your mom. Yeah. So I won't get fucking eaten. He's, this guy has no... He doesn't care. <laughs> uh, he gets to the house, but the baby's already been born. Emily Blunt's like, I did this on my Ain't own. Ain't no thing. Yeah, can you imagine being stalked by aliens while having a human hanging out of your body? No. Yeah, that's gotta be crazy. By the way, when she was given birth, like she was doing that like agonizing pain yeah. look. And I know her and Krasinski are married and I believe they do have kids. So she's gone through this process in real life. So she knows what it's like. Yeah. But it looked pretty realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, at least it looked realistic. I don't know. I'm a guy. <laughs> I don't have kids. I mean, I do have children, but I don't birth, <laughs> I don't birth them. Um, uh, uh, so he puts her in the soundproof basement. And he goes, I'm going to go find the other kids. Yeah. But the basement is like flooding. Yep. So here, you stay here with now, the flooded basement. Now, why? I didn't catch this, but why was the basement flooding? I don't know. I don't either. Something happened. Yeah. Shoot. Did Something happened? It? Yeah. I don't remember it's what explained. it was. It's explained. Yeah. It's not. It's not just happening yeah. out of the blue. Yeah. But I, something did happen. It was, so, the, wet, it was the wet bandits. Yeah. yeah the, the wet bandits. <laughs> fucking Daniel yeah. Stone is back. Uh-huh. Yep. He's like, you know what? Home you Alone did it two, again, didn't you? Home Alone 2, <laughs> Chud 3, Quiet Place uh, Quiet two. Place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the kids meet up together, the brother and sister, on top of a silo. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're up there hiding from the fucking creatures when the top of the silo breaks. Yeah, they're, they're up there setting the, the fire. They're, they're setting a signal, right? Well, they use signals, uh, fire signals to communicate with, to communicate with other people. Saying that, hey, we're up we're here. Good. Yeah, yeah. But they both got up there because the creatures were after And nobody them. was responding to those signals. Yeah. Well, whatever. They fell into the green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing stories about that when, you know, I grew up in farm country. You can and drown. You can drown. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's scary. It's like quicksand. Yeah. But even worse, like deeper yeah. than quicksand. Like, yeah. Did that happen a lot? I remember hearing stories. I don't know how often. That's crazy, happens, dude. Just to imagine. You fall in there, you're like, I got to eat my way out of this. <laughs> well, I would. <laughs> you got to think, you know, <laughs> kids probably think that they're not going to sink. Just yeah. start a lighter and make it all into popcorn. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> eat your way out. <laughs> yeah, you would think I'm not going to sink. Oh, man. It's like sand, right? Yeah. That's crazy. But not quicksand. Anyway, they fall in, but they get out. Yeah, they don't drown. One of the doors up at the top falls in, so they they have a platform. They have a they have a platform. But the creature's coming, and the little girl's like hearing aid gives some like loud feedback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we see that this is affecting the creature. Yeah, they don't like it when the creature's near the hearing aid. The feedback comes right, and so the creature's like, "Fuck this! I'm out of here." Yeah, and she hears the feedback, but she doesn't know what it does. Yeah, so the kids hide in a truck. And Krasinski's like wounded somehow. I don't know how he got wounded. Um, and and he's like being attacked or whatever. He he meets up with them somehow. And they're hiding in this truck. And the little boy screams out to his dad, which is like, oh, I just fucking killed my dad, right? <laughs> yeah. 
And so Krasinski's like, fuck this. I'm going to save them. So he sacrifices himself. But before he does, he signs to the deaf girl, I love you, and I always have. And she starts crying. She mm. puts the car in neutral, neutral. right, and rolls it. And she rolls backwards. It's a t- very emotional scene. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The two kids get back to the house. They meet up with the mom and the newborn baby. Um, you know, the mom, like, I guess, accepts that Krasinski's dead pretty yeah. easily. Uh, they go to the basement. Creature stalks them. And the little girl finally realizes, hey, wait a second, it's my yeah. hearing aid yeah. that's doing it. Now, meanwhile, she takes her hearing aid, like, she shuts it off when Krasinski's getting attacked because she hears the feedback. Mm-hmm. Like, if she would have known this, she could have just turned it saved on him. and she could have saved him. Yeah. But you know what? That fucker, he didn't love her anyway. <laughs> you don't like him. So the little girl realizes that her hearing aid causes feedback. So she puts a microphone to it and she turns that shit up to 11. Yeah. And the creature like wigs out. Like is like ear holes like open up. Yeah. Like yeah. creepily. Like it's like. Right. And Emily Blunt's like. She yeah. cocks a shotgun. Yeah. She shoots that bitch. Mm-hmm. And then the family looks at the cameras that they have set up outside and there's all these creatures coming. Yeah. Yep. And they're just like, it's time to go to war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The end. She cocks the gun again. <laughs> yeah. Roll the, the credits. End. Yep. So how did they signal for the other two to get there? Because remember there was three. It implied that there were three in their area. I don't know. Just the noises. There was something that they did. Anyways, yeah, they lured the other two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it, it's... But I think imp- there's a lot more. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because at the beginning, he has like a whiteboard or something like that. It says three no. In this area. Yeah. yeah but they're all over uh, the, He's planning a sequel. Place. Is he? Krasinski is, cool. and he wants to write and direct it. However, it's not going to be a traditional sequel. It's going to focus on other people. Oh, okay. Oh, during the same time? I guess. Oh, that's kind of cool. Through. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this movie was initially considered as a Cloverfield installment. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Oh, I can see that. Okay. Yeah, yeah they decided against it, though. Yep. Hmm. Which, you know, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Review time, David. Uh, I like this movie. Um, it is not perfect. There's a lot of things that don't make sense. Like um, where they get all the sand so they can walk softly. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah we didn't touch on that. There's one. just yeah. some strange stuff. Uh, there's some conveniences and contrivances and yeah. stuff that. Um, but again, you can do that with any movie, like get too far in the weeds. But overall, I, I think it's a cool movie. Uh, Marco Beltrami did the score. The music's really cool and effective. Yeah. Um, I, I like the way the movie's shot. I like uh, the use of like the reds and stuff. Um, I think the performances are good. I think Emily Blunt does a really good job in the movie. Right. Um, I went three and a half. Okay. I went three and a half on all three of these. Yeah. There you go. Um, I give lazy. it three and a half as well. I'm a lazy fuck. <laughs> yeah. I would say three and a half. Everything that you said, uh, I, I agree with that. Uh, there's a lot of conveniences and... Uh, a lot of things like, where did they get this? And he's, you know, I don't know yeah. what he did for oh. a living, but he's like, he's pretty resourceful. He's pretty resourceful. Exactly. You know, and can we talk about, can we talk about farting and how does that work in this environment? When they do we not? They don't eat, they don't eat <laughs> broccoli. I mean, like sleeping has got to be a dangerous proposition, right? Cause yeah, yeah. You, or yeah, you snore, you, you rip yeah. a fart while you're sleeping. I meow in my sleep, right? Guys. <laughs> and then like, what about like uh, <laughs> those are ghosts, ghost cats, ghost cats, the ghost cats. Um, but yeah, like there are certain foods you just don't eat anymore, like beans yeah. are yeah. outlawed, yeah. No broccoli, too, too dangerous, no too much risk. 
I just, I don't know. There's yeah. certain things like, and then like the, the baby thing. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's reckless. Well, no, I, I thought the performances were, were solid. I mean, given the lack of dialogue. Uh, What'd you give it? Three and a half? Three and a half. All right. Yeah, I thought it was solid. I'm going to give it two. Two. Mm. Oh. I didn't really like this film. Um, I thought it was a cool concept, but there are a lot of flaws. Um, the creatures are okay. Creatures are kind of goofy looking. The logic behind some of the actions that the family or any of the survivors takes is a bit suspect. Why not live near the waterfall? As I said before, um, if white, if the white noise of the waterfall works, why not pump white noise throughout the farmhouse? Yeah. Uh, with or all like, the get some like uh, nature sounds, CDs, yeah. Like a, yeah, yeah, a babbling brook, and just blast. Uh, that with the all house. the people who have hearing aids in the world, these are the first people to discover that they produce feedback when the creatures come near them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would, I would have thought that the military would have found a way to like disorient. That's another good this point. Fucking creatures in the meantime, and and I'm sure you guys noticed in his kind of control room all the newspaper articles and publications and stuff like that. And you kind of wonder like, how long has this been going on and how are they still publishing periodicals? Yeah, yeah hey, exactly. I'm glad you're about to, I actually wrote that in my notes. I you know like, what I mean? Yeah, who's writing articles? Yeah. Like, oh, I got to go to work today. And who's delivering? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> who, exactly. Yeah, that was like, my notes. How, like, how, this, how are newspapers a thing? Yeah. Yeah, so, so <laughs> that was another thing. I'm, I'm glad you raised that point. It's Brett. a lot of flaws. There's man. a lot of flaws, you know. It's just too many flaws for me to go, oh, this is. Are printing presses quiet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Shh, Benjamin Franklin. Shh. <laughs> but as, you know, aside from all that, as I said, the acting was great. I mean, but listen, but I'm not you taking thought, anything away from the acting. Sure. I thought Emily Blunt did good, and and realistically, if this is Krasinski's first or one of his first films, yeah. I will say he did okay. the The deaf girl, she did really good yeah. too. Yeah. I thought the kid actors were also good. But if if you look at a movie like Hush, yeah. And then you look at a movie like this. Yeah. If you look at a movie like Bird Box, right. which was a better version of this movie, which I had written down, I just didn't say it because we reviewed yeah. this that one first. Bird Box was a better version of this movie. Like, not the same exact thing, but similar in concept. Hush, similar in concept, like, kind of, not really, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there was more that you disliked than you liked. Yes. Okay. And I thought there was a lot of hype around this movie yeah. when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, there really was. Yeah. That's yeah. why you gave it a two. And then it's okay. like, when you watch it, you're like, yeah. so unlike Bird Box, which I think lived up to most of the hype, this did not to me. And so I'm going to give it a two. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. That's fine. I'll keep living my life. Yeah. I, I thought this one... <laughs> I'm happy for you. I'm not going to go Bird Box and jump out the window. <laughs> Step into traffic. <laughs> it, uh, rip it's a weird. really loud fart and let an alien kill me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's strange because... Although Bird Box had a little more dialogue, um, I thought the acting in A Quiet Place was just a little bit better. Well, you only have four people in A Quiet Place. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about it. Yeah. Yeah. And only two of them talk. Yeah. 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 So that's, uh, what what are we at? Do we have time for a game? We can, you've got all the time in the world. Okay. Wait, so what did you give it? You give it three and a half? Yeah, he gave it three and a half. You gave it three and a half. I gave it two. Yeah, I gave it three and a half. Okay, that's seven. That's nine. That's a yeah, three. That's a three. Yeah, and I I gave Bird Box a three. See, I like Bird Box a lot better. Yeah. I mean, you liked them all the same. I like. <laughs> but if you had to pick one, 
Yeah, you know, it's tough because um, they're they're very they're similar but different. Um, I don't know. I, even going on like Bird Bird Box versus A Quiet Place, I like them both for different reasons. I don't know if I had to pick one. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say Hush, Bird Box, Quiet Place. I'd say Hush, Quiet Place, Bird Box. I mean, that's the that's the order of the ratings I gave. Yeah. I gave Hush a four. I gave Quiet Place three and a half, and I gave Bird Box a three. Yeah. So and I, and that's I, my order. And I feel like uh, it was a cop out, but I feel like they're all pretty even. They're, they're like children. You can't I pick can't one. I can't pick one. I love them all equally. Until one of them has a toy rocket. And then I'm like, definitely that one. <laughs> Kill that one. <laughs> all right. So I went on Rotten Tomatoes. And I looked up some films and what they were rated on Rotten Tomatoes. And so I'm going to give you two films, and you got to tell me which one was rated higher. Okay. Okay? So is okay. this like a Dave versus Alan kind of thing? Nah, it's just it like just a Brett asks. Like a discussion thing. Yeah. Okay. So here's the two films. 1985's Reanimator. Okay. 1977's Suspiria. Which one's rated higher on Rotten Tomatoes? And uh, this is, I think it's the cumulative. Let, I don't know what kind of rating. I just took whatever rating. Let me ask you there. this. Do you guys know how long Rotten Tomatoes has been around? Mm, probably early 2000s. It, it's an it's an internet origin, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So these movies, this from 1985 and 1977. So these are modern ratings. Well, they'll take reviews. They'll take from, old, they take old reviews too, though. Okay. And they'll build them into it. Yeah. Okay. So it's an average. So which one's rated higher? I would say Suspiria, if I had to guess. I'm going to guess... You know what? I'm going to guess Reanimator is rated higher. Uh, Suspiria is rated 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh-huh. Reanimator, 95 95 wow. That's what I thought. And I think the reason why is because uh, Reanimator kind of has... It has that cult following, and I think everybody can agree upon... Oh, Reanimator's a blast. Yeah, I, I think everybody can agree upon its status, whereas Suspiria... You know, there's often debate. It's about a little Suspiria. more polarizing for sure because it's, it's a little very more polarizing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, here's the next two films: A Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, Shaun of the Dead, 2004. Which one's rated higher? I bet Shaun of the Dead's would, rated higher. I would agree. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead, 92 percent. Oh. Nightmare on Elm Street, 94 percent. That's close. Yeah, it is close. These are all pretty close. That one's kind of surprising. All right, 1986, The Fly. 1979, Dawn of the Dead. Which one's rated higher? I'm going to say The Fly. Oh, well. I'm going to say Dawn. I'm going to say Fly. The Fly, 92%. Mm. Dawn of the Dead, 93%. Oh, that's really close. Yeah. Uh, 1974, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre versus 1990, Misery. I'm going to say Misery. I'm going to say Misery, too. Misery, 89%. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 88%. Hey, so right. Misery did yeah. beat it out. Yeah. 88% for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're going to give... I'm actually surprised Misery is that low. You're going to give A Nightmare on Elm Street 94%, <laughs> and <laughs> you're going to say Texas Chainsaw Massacre is 88%? I yeah. think Texas is a little polarizing as well. well and misery? What makes, what makes Rotten Tomatoes kind of strange, though, is it basically is... Is it a recommend like a, a yet? Did you like the movie or not like the movie? And then the percentage yeah. is what percent of them liked the movie? Yeah. Whereas like a Metacritic is like 
on a scale of one to a hundred, what did the average person rate yeah. it? So I think Metacritic, in a way, is a, oh, sometimes well. a better gauge. Well, I'll do Metacritic next. No, time. no, but and I, I just because sometimes go, you get movies that have like a yeah. high Rotten Tomatoes rating, but everybody just kind of marginally liked it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, really quick, a factor into Rotten Tomatoes. You guys said they take other reviews, right? Well, well that's it's what it is. Critics and its audience. Okay, There's two so, reviews. Yeah, so Rotten Tomatoes doesn't rate anything. I think they these are, are they collect all of the. I think these are critics' reviews. Yeah. So I yeah, don't they, think these they, are audience reviews that I'm reading. So Misery beating out Texas Chainsaw Massacre makes sense because Misery was the more mainstream film. But and Misery I think getting eighty nine percent and A Nightmare on Elm Street getting ninety four. Percent, yeah. or even Reanimator ninety five percent. Like I don't mind. It's kind of all over the place. The Reanimator ninety five that surprises me. Yeah, I like it. All right, two thousand four Donnie Darko versus nineteen eighty two The Thing. Uh, I'm gonna say Donnie Darko. I think so too. But both of these movies were critically panned when they originally came out, but yeah, so have since. So I guess it also depends on when when do those reviews come in. But yeah. I would go Darn, uh, Donnie Darko also. Yeah. Uh, the Thing eighty four percent. God, that's low. Yeah. Uh, Donnie Darko, 90%. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. All right, 1960s, uh, Psycho versus 1935, The Bride of Frankenstein. I'm going to say Psycho. I think so, too. Psycho got 97%. Bride of Frankenstein, 100%. Wow. I love that movie. <laughs> so does everybody, <laughs> yeah, apparently. Everyone, everyone on Earth. All right, two more or two more rounds. Uh, Silence of the Lambs, nineteen ninety one versus uh, nineteen eighty seven. Evil Dead two, Dead by Dawn. Silence of the Lambs. Lambs. Silence of the Lambs got ninety six percent. Evil Dead two, ninety eight percent. Huh. All right. Two thousand eighteen Halloween, nineteen ninety nine. The Blair Rich Project. I'm gonna say Halloween. I'm gonna say Blair Witch. Halloween. Uh, Blair Witch Project, 87%. Mm. Halloween, 80%. Wow. There's only 80? 80%. Huh. Yeah, People aren't big fans of uh, remakes. I'll it's be not honest. a remake. Well, not remakes, but, but you know. Uh, uh, someone and I'll pissed. be honest. I'm not a big Blair Witch fan. I thought that movie was boring. Uh, yeah, we got to cover that yeah. in one of these. Spoiler alert. I'm going <laughs> to read it low. <laughs> um, I hate. People that I, I got pissed off the other day because this person said, "Oh, the thing remake," uh, meaning the the one that came out a couple no, years ago. It's a ago. prequel. I go, that's not a remake. It's a prequel. As a matter of fact, the one that everybody the loves is the remake. Is the remake? That's my <laughs> point. That's my point. I, I know Halloween is not a is not a remake. Yeah. But people assume it is. I know they're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on that note. If you want to tell us how big of an idiots we are, you can contact us. <laughs> David, where can they contact uh, you us? You can at? follow us on Twitter, where we are the Swearwolves. We're also the Swearwolves on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram, which is the Swearwolves Podcast. Uh, you can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can go to our website, which is theswearwolves.com. So for all of us at the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. And I'm going to go blindfold myself and mm-hmm. try to drive home. Nice. <laughs>
Like she sees it. Yeah, she looks up. She sees something. She sees something. Yeah. And she, all right, hold on. She sees a dog. 